1: hello and welcome to the knife hour episode 22 can you believe we've had 22 episodes i can't believe that. it's incredible today we have an alumnus which is always really exciting for me because i love to see what our students are doing after they leave and this guy's got big stuff it's a pride month special stay tuned
2: welcome to popcorn talk featuring movie discussion news and interviews popcorn
0: talk we talk movies
1: Hey guys, I'm Joelle. And I'm Pega. And we're so excited because today we have Todd Leon in the studio. Yay! Hi, um, you guys might not know Todd yet, but he is an up-and-comer. He is making so many short films. You, I was looking at your IMDb page. You've composed, what, two films? I think acted in eight, produced two, directed and written... I think you wrote two, directed one? Uh, in the last three years?
2: Yeah, and that's including. Uh, yeah, it is but mostly last year because I was a student before, so I didn't do much before.
0: So, was. so mostly in wow. last year,
2: all yeah, of this. Yeah, mostly work. in last year. That's
0: yeah. a lot of projects. Per week, man. Here. Good for you.
2: Working hard. Do trying. you sleep? I do. <laughs> <laughs> How I schedule is very, it? Not very important. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. Well time. no time to sleep. Let's just let's just jump right in. Um, I want to ask you, when did you first fall in
2: love with movies? Um, it's when I first came to the U.S., actually. Oh, because and when is I this? That was 2005. Okay, um, and how old are you? I was 15.
1: Oh, oh. adorable. Okay. Yeah,
2: it was mostly for, at first I was doing it for learning uh, languages, like I, don't, I don't, learning English, basically, because I don't really speak I didn't really speak English that well at the time, and then my host family were like, "Well, you should watch a movie." So the first movie I watched was Matrix. Yeah, <laughs> the trilogy one. And then like I have no idea. what Is this saying. your first
1: movie ever? Period? Well,
2: no, not period. Okay. But all I, right. I watched like Chinese and Japanese films, Copy. animations, and all that. But I, in terms of like Hollywood in English, I mean, I remember I barely I remember trying to watch it right before I came to America. Um, to uh, watch Finding Nemo but I didn't know what they were saying at right. all no. like, none of the words make sense to me it's like the only thing I find out is like, they say Nemo a lot no. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it but then like um, I I started watching like, uh, an old films it was kind of funny because my house family in Seattle that's where I like, um, spend most of my years yeah. in the US and uh we they, introduce, they want me to learn English. And then so they, they download this 100 top movie I have to watch from AFI, which I just found out later. It was AFI. <laughs> and then we go from the list, go all the way down. So I watched about 35 movies from wow. that list. So like, including like Casablanca and like yep. Citizen King and all the movies that are supposed to be very, very good and ma- like classic ones, basically. And I watched a, a lot of them and like, I realized I really like old movies because yeah. it's like it's very captivating. It's like they're acting... Then the chemistry it make it draw it draws me in and make me feel like I'm in it, and then that's kind of when I realize I really like watching movies and like I want to. And later on, when I start doing like you know um, acting and then start realizing I can actually make films myself. And that's when I realized I want to make movies that, that will capture the same kind of attention from everybody else and really mean something, you know? Right. So, Amazing. Yeah. Hey,
1: Booth, we can hear you in our cans, just Sorry. real quick. That's okay. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, ah! Huh. Uh, I was hearing uh, things, too. But... Okay, so you you love classic movies. You start watching um, to learn English. Right. Um, I love this story. Uh, one of my best friends is Colombian, and he started the same way, so when we showed him The Lion King in English, he was like, what's even happening? I was like, "You <laughs> never got to The Lion King. He's like, no, I've only seen this in Spanish. It's very weird. Um, and and then um, the the main actress in uh, Queen of Katwe. The first movie she saw was the one that she was in. Like the oh. first movie period. Full stop. In her whole life. So I like wow. these stories of of different times coming to movies. Um, how do you think it, that affected your the way you craft movies? Because it were you more captivated by the images or is it the language that was kind of inundating into the stories?
2: I mean, I think it was more of the. Uh it was more how real the, the actors uh, kind of stay in character and then how those characters affected each other and affecting the audiences. So I feel like a lot of my... Even as I did a filmmaking program here for a month just to, you know, learn how to be a filmmaker. Yeah. And then um, even then, I feel like my directing style is more acting performance-based, like, you know, because coming from the acting background, I felt like um, like movie make only really makes sense when the characters are actually... You know completely they actually completely commit to the character yeah. and they actually you know send that message out because you can have the best scripts you have you can have the best you know director and all that but if you don't have the right actors to bring that to life sure. it doesn't really it doesn't really work but then like director's job is to make sure the actors bring them out so then like yeah so then I feel like I feel like the movies that I want to make it's all very performance based and they all mm-hmm. have some kind of message um, each um, the film they make that have. And what their the goal of the movie are are very similar in a way, like just make really just to make a difference in terms of like uh, what kind of awareness awareness I want to bring out and what kind of uh, message is really important to me, and then to my story or to somebody else's story when I'm acting in it. So did you
0: always have that in mind, or did you kind of find your voice as you went through the program and you started making several films?
2: Were you? Um, I think. I think I always uh, felt this way, but before I was a medical student that, for me, it's like I'm activating, I'm like an activist for like people, for like, you know, human rights and all that, and then back in college. And then like right and then, then I start singing and singing I feel like I have the same reason for doing it because on stage I wanna show share a story. Sure. And then acting, it's like it's just like I feel like it as I go through more and more art stuff then I feel like that there's more um, ways to it just blows my mind I guess because I feel like I have more ways to do that now like through acting and singing and making mm-hmm. films not just, like, you know, going to, like, a, some kind of campaign protest or, like, it's, like, yeah, I can do much more than that and then actually affect more people um, than uh, by myself, you know, on my mm-hmm. own.
1: So it sounds like you like to make films with a message.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I do. <laughs> Most of my films do have that.
1: Why, why, why is that? Important? Like, I mean, some people that go out through making films for, you know... Some people are like, oh, well, maybe I'll be famous. Or some people want to make movies just to, like, explore, like, their own terrors. We've had a lot of horror yes. fanatics on yeah. here. Yes. Um, so what is it about – why do you think it's important to communicate a message through your artwork?
2: I think, I think art only, like, is – I think art is impactful because it has the message that relate to the audience who's watching it. And then like horror film, it's a th- you know, to me it's more like a th- it's a thrill that like, you're satisfying the ac- the audience's thrill. But like in the way that's to make it like well, you can also make a horror film that's kind of both. Like in you know, Get Out, I thought was you know one of the th- yeah. films that does that It has a message and is you know thrilling absolutely at the same time.
0: Which movie Get, Get Out. Out? We see the same thing with like Planet of the Apes <laughs> is
2: right. an yeah. early uh, example right. of that. So I feel like um, it's important to me, mostly because I feel like um, it makes it makes art. It gives art a, a bigger purpose, and then it makes it even more satisfying as a filmmaker as an actor to finish it and then know that that actually does something to uh, to, it, to the society, to the community, to the people that need to hear it. Like, that's kind of how I started doing uh, a lot of my short films I did on uh, if, it's, if it's directed or written by me they're mostly going to be about like either LGBT communities or depression or um, coming out or like even just about like um, Asian American actors and then what they have to go through and then some of the future projects I have, I'm working on currently right now all have some different messages something I'm passionate about. And then that makes the project more fun for me to, to work on. And you find a like-minded people to work with you on those th- projects. And then it's just, it makes this whole process much more enjoyable. And then you know that when you finish, there's some, there's a way to bring, uh, to bring this out to uh, actually affect people. And then I, I've even gotten a lot of feedback about like some of the, my, uh, my, my projects, my films that really make a difference in somebody's life. So um, that's really, I feel like what I'm, I'm most passionate about the like, projects I actually do that to people. So. so, what's
1: the first film that you
2: made? The first film I made yeah is exactly. actually my thesis film, which is uh-huh. why I said it's last year because I graduated last year, and um, I it was about it's really more of a personal story of about me coming out to my father, um, and then what's it called? It's called Straight A. Nice. <laughs> so the reason for that is because I I was a straight A student and then but I'm not straight yes and my uh-huh. name is Alex in the film oh wow so, <laughs> amazing it has, it has a cool meaning to so it I really adorable. love it adorable and then it's it's a positive story and the reason for that story is because it is true that's what happened except that it was over phone because my dad was overseas and not he's not here but um it's a positive outcome of a story for Asian community to want to come out, and I think it's really it's something that it's not it's prohibiting in China. You can't really have like a mainstream movies about homosexuality that's not allowed, and I feel like um, having a message like that to really help like you know Asian millennials that really have. Or even just the one that wanted to come out, and then it's just like sometimes you don't know what your parents are thinking of, and you don't, you, you we don't give them enough credit sometimes. Mm-hmm. So something like that's kind of what happened with my dad, and like I came out to him, and he was like, it, it, it's not like a super easy topic to talk about, but like he was actually very supportive, and then talked through, like talk, talk me through a lot of dating problems. problems. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's amazing it's kind of fun but yeah but it, I would never have expe- expected that from him but you never know that's the thing so. yeah and
0: that's a great message to point out is a lot of people who I have a ton of friends who just uh, were so scared to come out because like my parents are going to kill me they're going to disown me and the complete opposite happened and I think that's such an important message right, to get out there yeah.
1: especially I think with marginalized communities where mm. like I know like Pariah has done a lot for the black lesbian community and showing like you know, see, like, just what a struggle can look like, and how you can come out of the other side of that and right. be okay. Um, so that's can people see that? Is that available? I know it's your your thesis, and a lot of right. people don't want to show their thesis. Well, anyone. no, actually,
2: I don't mind showing it. It's not. I mean, after a year of working on different films, this not becomes not the best thing I've sure. acted in. But I think it's still an important message. And right now, that film is uh, I haven't. Uh, it just finished all the festivals. So oh, then, nice. Like, so yeah it went through several festivals won some awards and then um that one right now it's contracted with reverie it's a wow. lgbt yeah sort of a netflix sort of like a netflix-like platform i just finished uh, uh the contract with them and then they were going to show it on there and then i will probably i think i would in any second now i can just you know put it public because it's done with festivals now so it's actually not like it
1: congratulations that's amazing absolutely um so i want to talk to you you're you're creating films with a message i found out about you through uh knife is industry lab program where you made another film Mm -hmm. um called you have more friends than you know can you tell us a little bit about that project
2: yeah um that project um first came to me uh came to my came to my mind is because um i have a friend who uh Got married the year before that uh, to his husband mm-hmm. and then he went to Europe to like travel and then when he came back uh, he sort of uh, disappeared and then uh, he, he had basically gone missing mm-hmm. and then his husband doesn't know where he was and then his parents couldn't find him and they have like weeks and weeks of like searching and police report and then like he is a, he is a really sweet guy and then right before that he got married uh, and I met him in Seattle just to, to, to come out to him because he's my high school classmate, actually. Uh, he's one year old above me. And then, like, we were talking, and I was just like, you know, that's really cool because he's the first person I came out uh, to from high school because it's a Christian private high school. He's really conservative, and I was, mm-hmm. like, never really gone back, gone back there to talk about this. And then, um, but so to me, it's it's weird that he got missing, and, then, and they end up finding him um, uh, dead. Uh, so he and then they conclude as a committed a suicide mm. and uh it's very likely because he has depression and then he uh he's under a lot of pressure and then he's working in an act as an activist for lgbt at pride in seattle and then he um his disappearance is um it, he, his death is really devastating for a lot of people but um what happened is like his family was sort of um it was strange because he's facebook name was changed to his uh, uh his husband's last name mm-hmm. but then after death his parents took over his uh social social media account changed it back oh. and then on uh, i was invited to a fu- to the funeral which i couldn't go to because i think i was shooting something because i didn't know it was gonna be that weekend and then um his husband husband wasn't invited and his husband then disappeared oh. on social media oh. and then to me it's like it's it's really hard for me to hear all of that and then to not do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And plus, like then I, you know, that at around the same time I joined the gaming course of LA, and then they um they sort of made um had this uh, song rehearsal for 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 another event and it's called You Have More Friends You Know and then that song was written by Jeff Marks which is the Tony Award winner for Avenue Q that's and musical then, right it was really good and then he wrote that song and I listened to it I cried so hard and I looked it up and I realized that it, it was on Glee the TV show mm-hmm. it was on It Gets Better Tour but I don't find any actual like music video for it, and then I'm just like, perfect. That's a perfect opportunity. And then I felt like I need to make some kind of vi- uh, music video as a dedication to him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, it's to raise awareness about depression, to raise awareness about LGBT community. And like, I wish I felt like if he actually heard the song, he would have probably not done the same decision because mm-hmm. I feel like when you are when you felt alone in this world fighting for a cause and then your parents uh, really ultimately are not, not just parents, the community he's in, like, you know, there's a lot of pressure, a lot of uh, stress and then him getting married, uh, it was a big step for him, but I just don't, I, I don't know exactly why he, he chose to uh, to end his life. But I feel like it's it's an important message to know that you do have more friends than you know. And in the, in the lyrics itself, it also says like those that love you the most may need more time to grow. Mm-hmm. So it's it's exactly kind of what everybody is kind of going through. Like you know, even if your parents might not be the same as my movie, might you know they're very accepting and loving. It doesn't mean they don't love you. It just like sometimes they just need more time sure. to uh, to really understand what's happening and then. So then, like, I think that music video was... That's why I brought it to the industry lab. And I was like, I, I want to make this video. And then, like, I, I, I crowdfunded it. And then I ended up getting, you know, a, a good budget. And then actually half of it came from the uh, the composer, Jeff Marks. Wow. He, he was like, he want he wanted me to make sure I can do this. And so yeah. he gave me the money. And then we were able to shoot it. And good then just... You. Yeah.
1: So what goes into creating both a music video for, like, a beloved property, but also... Trying to do kind of like a in memoriam for someone, you know, right. you're trying to um, you're trying to create a message so that what happened to him would not happen to others. Right? Um, creatively, how do you, how do you start breaking that down?
2: Um, I think what I do, what I did was like because back in the day, I was closeted myself, and then like I felt like creatively thinking about the images I'm seeing, it's like you uh, you have this hope that it's, you know you will not be rejected by your own parents. Mm-hmm. But then, like uh, in the film, in the music video itself, it has this journey going through. Like he got rejected by his own mom. and That's like right at the beginning, before the song even started. And then, um, and then you start going through this, like you know, how do I get my mom to accept me? And then, and then you, and then you start having this depression affecting you. So then, like you start seeing images of like him going, getting darker and darker from his point of view. It's just like the life is, it's not, it's just like not really worth it. And then he walked away from friends. And there's this, like, very important moment that he walked away from friends, like, not because he doesn't think any of his friends is going to accept him. If his own mother won't even accept him, why would he expect anybody else to accept him? Mm -hmm. But then, like, that's just all in his own head. So then, like, it's... I feel like creatively, I just wanted to really make that difference between, like, what is actually happening in real life and what's in his head. And, And then, so then, like, to kind of go through with a song and then in the end having this moment that he's deciding then but then you know your friends are actually there all the time you just need to really uh, take a moment to think about like how much how much more love you actually have mm-hmm. even though your mom might not we never resolved that in the movie music video because it's not really the point the point wasn't because you uh that your parents are like you know terrible you know it's like the tr- it's a trigger because of the stress and then both parties are underneath, you know, under for, like, for, you know, having a son that's homosexual and versus having a mom that might not, you know, might not be able to accept this. But it's more about, like, she might need more time to think about this. He just needed to remember that he is invo- surrounded by more than just parents. He's surrounded more than people that are supporting and loving and care about him. So then that's why um, it was not exactly like a it's not a it's not an autobiography it's yeah. just it's just more of a story that uh i feel like it's similar and then uh, it's a story that i wish that that the ending is what it would have ha- could have happened to my friend somebody actually reached out to go hey you have more friends than you know and um if this music video was made maybe he could have stumbled across it maybe this could have you know mm-hmm. be something that can maybe save his life and mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't, but like, doesn't mean that this won't. If this goes out there more, it doesn't mean it, it. means that it somebody could get affected by this. It doesn't mean it's going to. But and I have faith that once this is out there, it's accessible to public, and then more people will watch it, and more people will be affected by it. So on that
1: note, let's take a look at the video. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Oh, is there supposed to be... There should be sound here, right? After. There you go. Okay.
2: it slow, those who love you the most may need more time to grow, it's gonna be okay. So
1: So that was lovely.
0: Yeah, so beautiful. Absolutely.
1: I want to talk to you a little bit about you're taking on a lot of roles here. You're directing. You're acting in it.
2: Um, oh no! This one was also uh, directed by Mariana. Oh, was it? Because, okay, yeah. Because when I was on set as an actor, a lot of the time I can't see the camera. Basically, right, right. I mean, I, mean, I, I was going to ask it. you because yeah. no, no, it's
1: no. a lot to. I, I know like, sometimes you have veteran actors. Mm-hmm. After they've acted for several years, they, they're like, okay, well, maybe I'll take up directing and directors do the same, vice versa. So, you know, directing for a couple of years, maybe yeah. I'll try the other side. You kind of dove into like every aspect of filmmaking immediately. Like, I can make a score and I can act and I can direct. Like, I'm not really worried about it. Um,
2: I mean, I also uh, arranged the music. That's that, the singing. Uh, I, I have them separately recorded and then from people that are from Glee Club that I, I taught Glee Club for a year in IFA. And then like, uh, half them just. Uh, re- I rehearsed them and then arranged it, and then, then we. This recorded. is an
0: original recording?
2: This is an original recording. This is, Just no, another
0: no. thing on his resume. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> that's incredible.
2: Yeah, because I, I arranged songs for Glee Clubs to sing a lot, and then so, like, that this is one of the songs. It was already. Sort of uh it was already arranged before yeah. but I, I rearranged it to fit the people that we have and just so like, it makes more sense that way mm-hmm.
1: all so, right so yeah. how are you juggling all this yeah. how are we doing all these things at one time
2: <laughs> well I don't do that at the same time but I just, like <laughs> it's a different pro- part of the pre-production and uh, you know so like uh, to get it ready but it was a lot of work for this one because I had to start uh, two months before rehearsing and then you know getting a, getting it arranged and then like record it in the, in mm-hmm. the studio and then after it's recorded then we bring it to the you know while that after we're recording we started doing pre-production and and for scripts and all that and then with uh, working with Mariana Dome and from the industry lab as well and, and so we were able to um finish this script and then sort of like you know she did most of the uh, like more of the technical part of it because I can't uh, have I don't really have time to do that at the same time sure so yeah and I have a really amazing uh, talented like crew member to do it like you know director, producer they were just they were on point and I I trust them they were the same one that did my uh, thesis film
0: that's Plus, amazing. it's better on yeah. the budget if he could do it all on his own. Yeah, that's true. true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I,
2: I do that a lot with other films as well because it's like <laughs> I can, you know, save some money on that. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: Uh,
1: did you um, thoughts are here, guys? I promise. Um, uh, as you're working through this video and you know, creating these images, how do you feel like? Did the, Did you ever hear back from the composer, and how did you feel about the final product?
2: Um, he uh, he watched it and then he didn't really um, he didn't really say a whole lot. But mm-hmm. I am kind of expecting that from him just because you know he is a professional mm-hmm. in the industry and he does music all the time. Broadway mm-hmm. Avenue Q. So like he has seen a lot of stuff. So it's not like he's gonna be like this is the best thing I've ever sing. But it'll be like it, it serves its purpose. I mm-hmm. think that's what he told me. <laughs> nice. No. I think yeah. what he says like it serves its purpose. And I think I'm really glad that it's finished and then like you know it's out there. So, um, yeah, but that's what he said. And then, like, I actually did get a message from the mom uh, because I sent it wow. separately to her. And wow. then um, I don't because the video we're very careful about not portraying the uh, the parents to be the bad guys sure. because it's not really about that. But um, it's a, it's really just what I want to stay true to the lyrics of the song. And then, like, he, what she said was, um, it was very. She she thought it was very a very nice thing that I did for his son for her son. And then she uh, basically just said, maybe there are things I could have done differently, Mm -hmm. and that's really all I wanted from her because it's more like it's not so much that she can do anything now, but she does have another son, and she does have you know other people in in her life that she might she might be able to reevaluate. That's just, but it's not the, the film, the purpose of the film, music video, or anything I've done. It's to make people think about what they are doing with their own life or or maybe like, you know, if it's something that it's happening to them. So then like, and exactly what he said, like it served a purpose. And then like, yeah, she actually is, you know, thinking about what she did necessarily, not necessarily like bad, but just like, you know, she can reevaluate. Maybe that's, maybe she has something that can think differently and she can start seeing things differently. And then, um, you know, I think it, it in, in the end, it better, it makes things better. It makes people's life uh, better. In the, or doesn't this, maybe not necessarily better, but like it changed the way they think, and then the, it's giving them more to think about. Mm-hmm.
0: So absolutely,
2: yeah. So
0: you're working on. Can we talk about what he's working Good. on? <laughs> a musical. Yeah. Can you tell us about that? <laughs>
2: um, yeah. So recently, I uh, I've been inspired to do more about uh, a musical. I'm writing and uh, the, the script, and also getting it together with music, and uh, it's for a um, women of color. And then right now it's uh, a more interesting deal, um, kind of like going into uh, the mother-daughter relationship in in the Asian culture, in the Black community, and the uh, Latino community, Latino community. Like it's just to uh, explore the uh, the women what they are, uh, what they go through with their own family, uh, and then while like you know under under this society, and I I do want to explore a little bit, like not necessarily make men the problem, but they are. how they are they assert dominance over women yeah absolutely. and then like that i wanted to be have a it's an element of the musical i'm mm-hmm. writing and and I, but i want to uh, just kind of reflect the real reality of like what uh what women have to go through and then um kind of like sort of under even under the cultural expectation of where they should be and then to kind of explore that through music and acting
0: and he mentioned earlier that it's it's not a comedy; it's a nah. drama. Oh yeah. nice It's
2: it's pretty it's dramatic, and then it I will lo- I will I mean like, I want to use this as like a a way to kind of um getting you know, give like a um eth- I, ethnic women more a voice to like you know to share their experiences, and then like I actually have, I I want to make sure the script is because you know. I, I can see how that would be weird. that like It's written by an Asian man, you know. So like, uh, I want to have like I talked to a different interview of different like you know friends that are uh, in that kind of position. Like you know, I, I recently did the one with uh, with the lady. She um she she's Mexican and then she has like a, a daughter and she also had her own mother to deal with. And I want to make sure the scripts stay true to uh people uh, every da- daily life of the different uh, different um, ethnicities and like just kind of. Uh, get it into a more authentic tone, and then while I have the song and the, the acting in it, so it, that make that because that's the only way to really resonate with the audience who are from that culture, from that background, and then even gone through the same thing. So, right.
0: are you directing this?
2: Yes, that's this one I'm directing, doing. and I'm, it's I'm hoping to just only use all female cast, but uh, yeah, so like I'm that's that's still the case right now at the moment. So, and that's I would awesome. like to have that to be um, a, a new way to maybe make a sort of a mood I I would love to develop into like a film uh, into film to become like like, right before Mother's Day so next year so hopefully
1: that nice. sounds amazing. Uh, I love hearing that you're diving into these cultures and you're trying to explore otherness. Um, I know you were at the resistance march yes. for Pride. How was that?
2: It was exciting because it's, to me, it's emotional at the same time because mm. last year I was, last year it was my first time in Pride and I was with Gaming and Chorus and I was dancing with, and we were doing the, our, uh, at the time we were preparing for our concert with the Cube the Cuban first gay men chorus that came over to come uh, perform with us. Wow. So we have a lot of like you know Gloria, Stefan, like you know, oh. gonna get you. <laughs> yes. so we were dancing those for 40, 40 minutes on the parade. But Jeez. this year it's like it's a completely different thing mm-hmm. because it's a it's a very different time right now in 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 this uh, country, mm-hmm. and um, so the Resist March is very emotional because it also have it's also like a, a year anniversary for Orlando incident, and mm-hmm. I, which I also. Held a visual at Nifal last year through Glee Club, but like it's an emotional time, and then it's also a changing a time of change right now. Like like we have to really be out there to really have our voice out there to just make sure they know that we are resisting. We are so I have a lot of all the people are doing the same thing. I see when I was when I was standing there ready for the people to march end of the march, just watching thousands and thousands of people walking towards you it's really emotional it felt like a let moment for me it's like <laughs> a, it's like just like you know i can hear the i can hear and go singing i just feel like this is like a time of change right now because of that and then people were there and showing up early in the morning to march and then just we have a performance at the end and then we sing the song you are the the gaming chorus that you are the voice and that's a song we do a lot of with uh, another project we we have called a live music project, and mm-hmm. I'm the uh, pianist for that. And then they are. What jobs don't you hold? <laughs> you do so much. <laughs> I know I don't sleep <laughs> as much. As, it, it doesn't, but it's like something that we do uh, to go to high school to talk about anti-bullying and being who you are, Aww. and it's to like you have your own voice, kind of thing. Aww. And we did that song there, and I thought it was very emotional. And then we have different speakers coming up, like from the council, from the government, from senate, and also from like you know the uh, mayor, of, and even the uh, mayor of West Hollywood, and even the uh, pop singers, like you know Adam mm-hmm. Lambert was there. And then like uh, Chris Brock was there, yeah. so there's some like very um, a lot of like people that gather together just to talk about how this time is important for us to you know keep our voice and then to really um, let the uh, people in the White House know that we there are people there here that uh, don't ma- uh, don't really agree with what's happening, but then like they have they, they just want to we re- I feel like at the Resist March is like a place that we are just kind of reminding. The people in power saying we are still here and then you know that's you know even though the the decisions you make might not be what we're agreeing but don't forget that we're here still and then like we're and we're not gonna we're not gonna back down um because we have what we standing what we believe in and then like you know it's just it's just something it's very it's a very amazing experience because it's that's kind of how like a I feel like how my film will be like, you know, yeah. how like you know, everything I'm doing in terms of art or film or singing will be like. It's Just like, you know, having Gosh. this kind of resonance of people.
0: I admire that you're doing that Absolutely. so much. And I feel like if thank there you. were many more, you know, millennials out there doing that with their work, the world would be a different place, honestly, yeah. right? Absolutely. So, well, Todd, thank you so
1: much for joining yeah. us today and, and telling us about your films and, and your wonderful experiences. Uh, I feel like I. I have a greater appreciation for uh, kids that will do literally everything. <laughs> I just can't even believe how many jobs you mentioned. And, and you're doing <laughs> them all. Well, Andrew, doing them also well. Andrew, doing them at a level that is uh, not just consistent and timely, but like, you know, you, you've got the composer to like say, hey, what's up, and, and to donate. And I think that that's huge a year out of school. Um, so I'm proud. Of, I'm really excited to have you back once this musical comes up because we yeah. need to talk about it. It I sounds know. amazing. Uh, Guys, before we get out of here, I have a quick announcement. Um, My single here. I want to make a quick apology to Francesco Pianzeri, who we mentioned on our May 4th Star Wars episode. Um, Francisco is great. I just said the wrong movie. He did not work on Rogue One. He worked on Star Wars Episode 7. So that was my bad, Francisco. I do apologize sincerely. Um, So watch Episode 7 if you haven't already. Admire Francisco's work because it's beautiful. Um, Next week, we are going to have Mason Richards come in. Mason has um, an art installation up in New York. Uh, Kelly Gardner, who uh, is the Dean of Students, shot the movie, um, which we're really excited to see Kelly's oh work for gosh. the first time. It's yes. going to be really fun. Um, we're going to talk to Mason about his art, about his history on Broadway, and about what's coming up next. So join us next week. Uh, we'll be on at 3.30, not 4. So 3.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to catch Mason Richards next Thursday. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. We'll see you next week.